This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Welcome to I Have to Call My Sister. My name is Stacy, And my name is Kayla. We're here to keep it real, tell crazy stories, talk about why you shouldn't worry about those pounds on your body, and how it's okay to sometimes feel a little cray. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Stacey K here. Kayla Bulmer here. I don't know why we felt like we had to introduce ourselves. I don't know either, but I was like pressured because of you. I know. Um, we are doing a podcast today that I am so excited for because my good friends, Tyler and Marissa, are on the show and we have them on their iPhones right now. So it's like during like this whole like quarantine thing, not everybody has like a professional microphone. But then I don't know if you guys know this, but I recorded a full song using an iPhone. I feel like I'm doing like an iPhone commercial right now. But I recorded a full song and it sounded like professional quality. So I thought we'll just try to do this on an iPhone. So bear with us. If it sounds like they're on their iPhones, don't care. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Marissa, I want to know because my sister Stacy just told me today that you do the exact same thing as like Tyler and Stacy, which a I didn't know. Yeah. So I want to hear about like what, what each of you do and like what your day to day P.S. They're Life a couple, like- but we'll get to that after. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Um, maybe I should start. Go ahead. Um, I am a person from Whitby, Ontario. So I'm and I'm from Ontario. I went to school for musical theater at Sheridan College for four years for the degree program. Um, and that's where I met Tyler. He was a year below me. Um, and then after school, I moved in with my parents, became a server, auditioned, Uh, a bunch. And then I honestly haven't been getting a ton of work, but I'm not super, I'm not super mad about it because um, I discovered early on, luckily that my self-worth and value, I did not want to invest completely in performing, um, which meant that there was space for more interests, more hobbies and more things to learn. So um, since then I've I've invested in um, (laughs) a new career during quarantine. It kind of was very like to the surface. I couldn't ignore it. I need to do this. And then Tyler gave me a big push and I'm becoming a relationship coach. I've taken a couple courses. I have a couple certification courses I'm doing. I took a queer and um, gender identities course to learn about the community that I'm in, which is the theater community. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me right now. I'm also really interested in astrology. Uh, <laughs> that was my, my year after school ended. I had nothing to do when I was at home with my parents. I had no rent to pay, really. Like, I was like, what am I supposed to do with my time? <laughs> So yeah, yeah, so I decided to just really get interested in astrology and it gave me like a whole new perspective on life. Um, and I think it's it's a really interesting um, type of spirituality. I'm so excited to hear more about that because like I don't know anything about it, but I find it like the most interesting thing ever. So like yeah. I'm so excited. And isn't it interesting as well how like 
as bad as like COVID has been, it's also like allowed people like you and like us to start this podcast and stuff to, you probably would have never been able to do that if it wasn't for COVID, right? Well, like, the government money really gave me a, a great opportunity for that. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> so goodness. cool. It like put like a, like a sense of ease where we could all just like figure it out and we wouldn't have started this podcast. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a new dog. Like, it yeah, would, like you so wouldn't have things, a new career. Yeah. Like this is like, it's so cool. It's That's so cool. so cool. Okay, Tyler. Okay, Tyler, who are you? <laughs> um, uh, I am from uh, Mississauga, and uh, I have been um, a performer for a very long time. I started acting when I was like seven years old, and um, I've been working, and then I went to a topical school, the arts, uh, for high school, which was like the best decision ever in my life. And then um, I went to Sheridan College, and um, after that, I've just been working as a performer and an actor. Um, I'm also like um, I'm an aspiring choreographer. That's something that I am really oh, interested so in. Cool. And I'm also looking into like like Marissa. I've had a lot of time during this quarantine where we haven't been working and doing stuff. So I've been looking into some other things as well. And I'm really getting interested into like mind body therapy and mind body connection and. Um, Looking at the, yeah, just that kind of stuff. Yeah, I tell, love... Tell I, me what your first contract was ever. Oh, I, um, <laughs> when I was a little kid, I played Oliver at Stratford uh, um, in 2006. And that That's was really crazy. a life-changing experience for me. So so, so really technically, fun. he's been in this industry. He's only 24 years old, and he's been in this industry for how many years? I don't know. Like, like thir- 13 yeah, years or something, something like, like that. that? I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> you like, oh, my God, we have to do funny. math. Oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's don't crazy. don't make me do math. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, other than that, I'm a great friend and um, <laughs> that's true. And a great and a great partner. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> okay, so this is I have to brag about them a little bit, like like talking about each like thing. Like they're so humble. I wanna call you guys like like a modern day like like hippie couple. Is that like a, is that weird to say? But like you are. And it's so funny because there are so many things that you guys talk about that I literally when I first met you, I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And then next, like, next thing you know, I'm, like, literally sitting there two hours later. I have not even blinked my eyes because I just want to, like, listen to what you have to say. (laughs) And... Okay, so Marissa, for some reason, so my boyfriend has met Marissa maybe like two or three times, and he still to this day says, I feel like there's like a magical power or something. For some reason, he's like, I feel like super relaxed when she's around. And he was like, he's like, I feel like if I were to have like taken like a drug to relax me or something, it would be like how I feel when I'm like listening to Marissa talk. And I was like, Big time. Whoa, that is like so cool. Oh my God. And I was like, I wish I could relax you that way. He's like, no, you can't. Though, because you're not at all like her. So, but like, it is true. Like, there's like a calming thing about you or something. Like, even your face. Like, I don't know what it is. What were you going to say, Tyler? In astrology, her day is the day of interpersonal enchantment. And I think that that is like the perfect description of her. Like, she makes everyone feel comfortable and like, you feel like you can just open right up about any subject with her. And I feel yes. like that's like a Aww. gift really, you know, I think everyone, okay, like, like ev- humans like- have gifts and like, I think oh everyone has like, a gift. That's one of hers for sure. <laughs> They're well, like the best couple ever. No, like already I I'm like doing the thing where I'm just like watching the two of you and I'm like, I'm Stop. Okay, but then let me brag, let me brag about Tyler. Let me brag about Tyler for a second. So when he talks about like performing and dancing and like, being like an aspiring choreographer, you are literally one of the best dancers I have ever met in my <laughs> life. No. And your voice, 
no, I can't stop watching you on stage. And Tyler said to me, he's like, no, I'm not like trained like some people. You have this like unique thing. You can't take your eyes off of you. And I'm even talking like when you like, I think we've been to like a dance club together once. And I literally <laughs> think of how much think of how much I love to dance, Kayla. I just stood and watched Tyler dance. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was just a circle of people around watching Tyler dance. <laughs> and he wasn't and it's he wasn't like in the middle like doing the worm or like the robot or anything I'm talking like he was just in his zone dancing and it was just like the most entertaining cool like it looked like a movie like it was like the coolest thing okay so you guys are on here one because you're amazing people and like great friends and, and all of that good stuff and there is another topic that I find fascinating about you guys that you agreed to like talk about today and like educate people about today and I have never in my life learned so much about a topic that I at, before didn't understand and now I feel like I do and so I wanted to ask if you will talk about that and also Kayla has probably a million questions that I've already asked so we start you are in what I guess society would call an open relationship yes well yeah so yeah. basically we started like um about two years ago, three, like about almost three years, two, it two was, and a half. It was two years ago. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> Marissa started approaching me with like this information about like things like open relationships and like polyamory and all this stuff. Non-monogamy, and, just throwing out all the yeah, terms. All, yeah, all these big terms. And it, um, we just wanted, I think what Marissa really wanted to do was just open up our idea to the fact that we live in a world where we are prescribed a one size fits all relationship. Yeah. Um, and that is just not the way humans work. Like yeah. we all are different human beings. We all have different needs, different desires, different wants. Um, so why try and fit into this like one style of re relationship that can end up being quite toxic or difficult to deal with because yeah. it's not built for everyone. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard the term toxic monogamy. Uh, well, I have, but explain to Kayla because you guys explained it to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so basically toxic monogamy is like similar to toxic masculinity in the way that it's something that is very stereotypical or structural that our society abides by, but can go too far. So in toxic um, toxic masculinity, you know that it can happen when guys are a bit too power hungry and a bit egotistical and they want to talk over you and those kind of things. But toxic monogamy is basically when you think that jealousy is a, a descriptor of what makes a good relationship. If I'm not jealous of you with other people or talking to other people, then I don't really love you. Or there's different types of, um, oh, sorry, I'm like, no, I don't feel pressure at all. Don't like, feel pressure yeah. to make it perfect. Cause I, I, cause I stumble a lot and I'm like, put pressure on myself to speak perfectly all the time. I'm not a motivational yeah. speaker, so it's, it's a little challenging. No. Um, and especially but, uh, on, like, this on this podcast, yeah, like we're yeah, we're so crazy. Yeah, make a disclaimer. Um, another aspect of toxic monogamy that I find is is actually one of the most toxic things. Um, that it's it's actually prevailing idea throughout almost all of our concepts of what we think relationships should be, and it's that one person should be able to make you happy forever, or one person will be able to satisfy all of your needs, which are so unique and plentiful per person. So to expect one person to do all that for you is honestly kind of disrespectful to relationships. And disrespectful <laughs> to the, I guess, the autonomy of the individual. Like, I think that's like what we really fight for the most is that the people... amount of pressure we put on people actually causes more relationships to end than to thrive. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. Like you're saying like, well, like, like if I get frustrated, like, why can't you make me happy? Why can't you make me happy? It's like that. That's not what human beings are built for is just to make one person happy for no. like, the rest of their life. And, and we rely on community and we rely on more than the individual, you know, like in the um, 50s and 40s and 60s, whatever, the nuclear family became like this huge thing where it was two parents and two kids and that was it. Like that is the way you raise children. And if you're raising children in any other way or if you are living your life in any other way, then you are doing it wrong. Yeah. Or you're or you're a bad person or if you don't experience jealousy like everyone else does, then there's something wrong with you. Because I I have never really been a hyper jealous person. It's not really been in my vocabulary. Um, I get jealous when someone is not paying attention to me that I I don't know how they feel about me yet. But once I have a relationship and I know how they feel about me, I have very little proof that I shouldn't be completely secure in that, you know? So I, I understand that that's such a privilege that I have that I'm like, where did I get that from? Maybe because of my parents being very good at instilling me with confidence and, and self-worth and self-esteem. Um, but I just have never felt jealousy to be a a huge problem in my relationship. So that's kind of informed me on like, okay, so what is possible now that I know that I am, it's not a huge deal for me. If Tyler were to flirt with someone at a party, I actually think that is very attractive. I'm like, oh. It's one of the reasons why you fell in love with me was because of my personality and the way that I am when I am having fun and flirting and being a um, yourself. Yeah, myself. Yeah, yourself. Like, and a, a lot of people like like that about someone until they're in a relationship with them. And then they're like, sorry, you can't be that way anymore. Oh, but then yeah. that's in a way kind of limiting his autonomy and what makes him so special. And so for me, in my mind, I'm like, why would I keep that awesome, beautiful gift that I think he has to myself completely? I'm like, I actually think that's selfish in, in my world. I don't think that it's it's selfish for how other people live but for me it feels selfish because I'm like I know how awesome he is everyone knows how awesome he is <laughs> bragging away <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm geez. like I want him to affect and to touch and connect with as many people as possible because we know how um hungry um humans are for connection and for intimacy and vulnerability and mm. and anyone that has that ability should be sharing it that's how I yeah. feel. So, Marissa, was it you that um, came to Tyler with this idea or have you both always felt this way? Before dating Marissa, I was in two very like long term relationships, sort of about three years each. I just feel like I had like more of a conditioned like view on it that uh, relationships had to look this way. And jealousy was like a part of relationships. And it was just like something you had to deal with and arguments that you had to have and things that just like were a part of it. Right. But then I met Marissa and she like did not feel any of these things that I were to me signifiers of love and a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was very confusing when she started bringing all this stuff towards me. I started feeling like, Oh, are you not happy? What do you want? Like, who is it? Yeah. Who who is it? (laughs) Who is it? (laughs) Like what's going on here? But it, again, like, and those are all projections coming from insecurity, coming from fear, coming mm-hmm. from the unknown and uh, under education. Um, and I had been spending my time, we were long distance at the time. And I, um, I was really just kind of trying to grapple with my independence, my individuality, because I hadn't been with him the whole summer. And this is my third summer in a row that I wasn't 
with him. And so I was like, who am I without Tyler? And what does that mean for me? And who, who, what interactions am I allowed to limit myself with? Or how do I put boundaries on myself? And I really actually just want to have a conversation about it and what it all meant and what we, what the potential that we could do as a couple together rather than just doing what's prescribed for us. And how we can help alleviate some of the day-to-day stresses that most couples go through. So, because I want you to touch on this as well, is that Tyler, you also, um, I, I, I don't want to like identify you because I sure, know that. Sure, I'll say that it. They- <laughs> um, I identify as a queer person. Um, I really only came into that in the past like couple years of my life, but um, I, it's something that's been with me my whole life. I've always been very confused about my sexuality. Um, growing up, like I liked women and I sometimes found men attractive and I found that very confusing. Um, and no one ever told me that like it was ever a possibility that I could just like both and that that's okay and healthy and natural um, because our sex education um, system doesn't really include um, talking about like queer things as well. So um, I just grew up thinking that there was something wrong with me, that I had to make a decision. Yeah, I remember you said to me one time, you were like, oh, I guess I just have to be gay. Like, I guess I yeah. just have to say I'm gay. And then you're like, but wait, I'm also very, like, sexually attracted to this female. So what yeah. do I do? Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, why judge myself Yeah, like, that? keep yourself and- open for what could be the potential of who you, because you don't know how, what people will love you and you will love in your life. You can't predict that. So you can't really identify yourself so solidly. Like I, it, it's such a fascinating thing. Identity is, is a fluid thing. Like we, mm. we can change and our, our sexual attractions can change within our life. So I'm, I identify as a straight woman, but one day maybe I could not be, and I could be yeah, more so that's fluid. What I was going to ask you, are you, have you only been with males? Like you have never dated yeah. a girl. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty on the heteronormative train of, of, Maybe that's conditioned. I don't know. I'm still learning about it, just still discovering it. And I of think course, the, we always are. the first step is are. saying I'm open to the possibility of of myself changing. Not even right. just like open to hooking up with the girl. Like I'm open to myself possibly changing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually brings a different point too, is that you guys were saying to me before, sometimes people because you just said like hooking up with a girl. Sometimes people think open relationships are just about sex. And I want you guys to talk about that too. Yes. I feel like even I thought that's what it was before was like before I met you guys, to be honest, I thought it was just like, oh, that just means you're allowed to have sex with other people. But that is not what I know now. (laughs) Keep going. going. (laughs) Yeah. So I I find there's a, a lot of stigma steeped in major terms. Um, one one of them being open relationships, one of them being polyamory. Um, it's funny, polyamory is a word that um, triggers, knee-jerk triggers people into thinking that it's polygamy. People think polyamory What, is, what does polyamory mean again? Poly means many and amory means loves. So it's just okay. many, many loves. Yeah. Um, but Which I argue is something great for all humans to have. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. you should yeah. talk about the um, concept of polyamory being something that we actually all are. Well, yeah, we totally all, like, every human has the ability to love and to be loved. And um, I find that, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Our friends just created a podcast um, called, I'm going to give them a quick plug, called Chunky Coyote. Um, And they... It's a couple's um, podcast. It's a couple's podcast about a friendship. And I think that that is something that we never talk about, is that... 
I love my friends so much. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I know you have friends like that as well. And, you know, my romantic relationship with Marissa is not very much different than my platonic relationship with my best friend, other than the fact that we don't um, make out every make day. Out every day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's a big thing to talk about as well with jealousy. When that comes in, people are always like, oh, don't you get jealous? Or like, what if you like talking about some a crush and someone gets jealous or something? always about jealousy or I'm too jealous to do that. I could never do that. I'm just a jealous person. Um, And I always am so confused at that because like if my friend booked a role, I wouldn't say, hey, sorry, you can't do that role because I'm actually feeling jealous. So I don't (laughs) want you to do that, right? No, No. right? So why why do we all of a sudden give um, jealousy within relationships so much power? You did experience that though at near the beginning, right? And I know that was something that you you were working on. I remember having a conversation with you guys because I was like asking you literally like we talk about like how invasive we are like I literally asked them like 10,000 <laughs> like I have a million questions well you should ask right them now. you should ask them well, but, okay let me just seriously. I'll just say one thing I'll just say one thing <laughs> Tyler was um in the beginning jealous and and Marissa was saying like it's okay to be jealous we just have to work through why we're being jealous yes. or whatever. Yeah. but I remember you feeling like almost like ashamed that you were jealous. And then I remember saying like, you don't also need to be ashamed that you're jealous because this is, you're just like a human being. Big time. And and that's the thing because Marissa like just feels a lot less jealousy than me. I always thought, oh my gosh, like, is there something wrong with me? Like, how is she capable of doing that? And um, I thought, wow, all these negative feelings are coming in my head. And what, what the heck? Like, how can I do anything about this like they just happen right but then I realized and through a lot of research a lot of reading um uh like we love a a couple great books um and And podcasts yeah that have helped us like really understand these concepts a little bit more it really just opens my eyes to the fact that oh this is not something that I need to be worried about. My partner always comes home to me every night and like that's our thing and we have an agreement just like we push every relationship to talk about what their boundaries are and what they need from a relationship. Like, yeah, this, this so- brings me to another point that I, I really wanted to make about um, agreements and relationships and op- the term open relationships. You're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
I really don't like the the way that people view the term open relationships. They just project it to be, oh, so basically your relationship is ending and there's something wrong. Right. People always think it's a big fixer. Yeah, it's a big like, oh, okay, so this is your last ditch effort to try and like make some excitement or like... it's rarely when it's used as a fixer, it rarely works. Yeah, and so people only see that and they see the failure and that confirms their their idea that this is something that will never work. But it's only because the people who are making it work aren't going to tell you about it because they know that you're like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the people that are doing this successfully um, have a pretty, it's it's so controversial and you can't really talk about it without being penalized by people or judged by people. So you don't talk about it. It's It's very much like, Follow the rules, go up the relationship escalator to marriage, to kids, to death, and or or else. And it's funny because yeah. like, we're not even doing anything wild, but we were even nervous to just talk about this subject today because... Yeah, I read, you said that, yeah. Yeah, because it's like some people start hearing these big terms and stuff and immediately just... Projection. Yeah, they start projecting their own... Um, dissatisfactions with their own relationships and their own things. And, and and it always bleeds out and it's very telling, you know, when we tell, we talk about this kind of stuff and all of a sudden people start spilling out all of their insecurities and stuff. And it's like, Oh yeah, (laughs) sure. Like, yeah, it's it's almost triggering for people to hear about things that are alternative or are working and are alternative. Yeah. It's funny. Like in my head right now, I'm like, you guys are just so much more like confident and like, like I wish I could get to that level where you are. Cause like, I'm looking at your relationship and the way you guys approach things and look at things as like, I'm jealous that I don't I'm not it takes so much work but I think but I think that that's probably why people are so judgmental about it because they see how happy you guys are and they see how you're making it work and it's like if you're if they're gonna look at it in that way it's because they're lacking something in their relationship in their life absolutely yeah so Um, it's it's become a sensitive topic it's very like we have to tread very carefully and and be really respectful because I also don't want to come across like I don't agree with monogamy either because we actually completely support it (laughs) all we support Mm -hmm. is that you're having the conversation because it's really something that is like sold to us from day one it's in your children's stories it's in your like tv shows it's in your commercials it's in uh, the clothes you wear it's everything that like like little girls are taught that they must grow up and find their prince and like this this view of relationships is instilled in us since day one one thing that I was like when I was being educated on this I sometimes like have like specific questions that I literally do not understand how something like functions and I know you're studying this Marissa and I know like you guys have both like educated yourself so much so with with this kind of like um, alternative relationship like what could be an example of like how somebody would like what their boundaries are like how how could that work yeah um, there's a multitude of different styles of relationships yeah I can just like name them off so non-monogamous is the um, umbrella term you have swingings under there you have hall pass which is just like you can go out one time kind of thing while we're married or <laughs> or there's um polyamory there's um there's um relationship anarchy which is basically no one has a hierarchy in any relationship everyone's equal which is really interesting as well mm. um but i find the most common way of handling situations is like full full disclosure communication. And some people there, I think the smaller percentage of people do don't ask, don't tell. And 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 that's, that's usually actually a more small, a smaller percentage because I actually would imagine that that is a like 
creates more a, jealousy. A very difficult um, way of yeah. going about it. Yeah, but you never know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. but for some people, it works splendidly. Just do what you need to do. I don't yeah. need to know about it. Absolutely. Um, and that's yeah. totally cool for some people. But for the majority, I think um, it's better to know all the information so then you can um, not let your imagination get the best yeah. of you. <laughs> people would, people yeah. would be like, I start, like, for instance, like, they would talk to their partner and say, I have a crush on this person at work. And, um, it, like, I know that there's this big Christmas party coming up and I would love to, like, flirt with them or, like, maybe see, like, where they're at with me. And, like, their partner would be like, I'm feeling a little bit jealous of that. But you know what? I completely support it. And I go out and have that moment and let me know what comes of it. And, yeah. like, let's talk about it when you get home. I know a open marriage... Um, they also have a podcast. It's called Turn Me On Podcast. Um, oh. And th- their whole thing was that they set really strict contracts. So when, no. when because he's actually uh, has a terminal illness, um, which causes him to have like half a lifespan. So basically he's like, how can I live the most I can live, but still respect you and love you? And they discovered this different alternative relationship style, which allows him to have like more freedom so he can experience life to his fullest, even though he has a short lifespan. So like he has his wife. He has, he has a wife. Um, and then he had a girl for a long-term girlfriend and she has a long-term partner. So in a way, when he passes away, she has someone already there. That's going to be there for her, which is a yeah. great arrangement for them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah, but their whole thing was they started with a strict contract of like what you can and cannot do. It was basically an editable contract and they would just change it and add it whenever things came up and things became too challenging or things were maybe irrelevant to keep rules on and they grew past them yeah Um, and I think that's it has to be a constant conversation yeah it's like some couples have a year rule where they say okay at the end of every year we're gonna sit together and we're gonna talk about our relationship and we're gonna say is this working for me still what do we what do we need from each other what do we what are our desires? What are our wants? And so then they will be like, okay, do we want to continue this relationship this year or like not, you know? Mm -hmm. And And that forces people to have to work a bit harder. It's, it's a less lazy approach. I feel like a lot of relationships sometimes um, can get in the habit of just relying on the contract that they, that they wrote when they got married and that that's sorry, that's your contract and you have to fulfill this duty rather than actually working towards it every single day. It's a daily practice of being a good partner. And, yeah. and if you have like a, an agreement that if it's not working out past this year mark, then you're going to discuss what's going wrong and you can decide if you want to part ways or not. And I think that's a really, there's, there's, that's not, not something that we would do. I don't think. No, but, but there's the ways of, of going about an open relationship or uh, ethical non-monogamy is, creative. is absolutely <laughs> completely individual. Like, and yeah. you would be so shocked to hear some of the, like, just like random rules that people have. And, and, oh, and, yeah. and it's just like, it, it's completely individual and you can't knock it because you know what? They've talked about it. They're working through it and they're happy. So yeah. what and can you say? As long as it's consensual, then it is ethical. And that's yeah. what all we're trying to go for in any relationship is that everyone is considered, everyone is respected, and it's not just a free for all, which is what people think it is. And then we're not, and then we're not talking uh, to, we're not talking to other people behind our partner's back. We're not like trying to hold any secrets from each other or like any crushes or anything because then you're just like literally suppressing yourself all the time in a relationship, and that can be really suffocating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in general, in a relationship like this, is there usually like 
I don't know how to word it properly, but like the main relationship and mm. then like, yes. like dating so, around. Yeah. So this Good is question. like, this is like when we were talking about relationship anarchy. So okay. like some people will have like their primary or like, so like Marissa and I are in like a primary relationship. Yeah, like, this, this is the is, relationship, our domestic relationship. This is our home life. This is how we keep our lives together. We share finances kind of thing. And then sometimes people will have like, um, I don't know, this is just a common term, but like a second or like a um, secondary, um, a secondary partner. Yeah. And that person maybe is just more for like going on dates and yeah. having some romance in and your like, life. And, and that having... may seem like, oh, well, the secondary partner will never match up to the primary partner. And, and, and you know what? That's, it's, it's just interesting. It's just someone that you do, I do domestic things with. And then your boyfriend, which would be possibly a secondary or a girlfriend would be, um, that would be someone that you just engage with regular relationship stuff with, without having to do the dishes every day. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not a relationship that you put all these like duties, life duties with, but it's still a completely valid, equal relationship in what it provides for you. So, you know, like, I'm sure we can all agree. Like sometimes when you're with someone for a really long time, your relationship can change and like things start bugging me more than they didn't when I was in my first year and like whatever and like the dishes are like the worst thing ever and I'm mm-hmm. mad because whatever right so it's like do you think that in a, in a relationship like this it could ever be a problem where this the secondary person the boyfriend is the more fun option because you don't have to deal with the hard life stuff like sharing finances and dishes and like do you know what I mean I would argue totally totally well there's another very invasive energy that we haven't talked about yet that is actually one of the most challenging aspects of of doing anything alternative and it's the (laughs) new relationship energy which is NRE for short NRE for short new relationship energy and it's intense like people it's it's been equated to the same psychological reaction as doing crack cocaine. Oh my god. Like it is in it is intense. <laughs> but it, but it just it's an addictive thing and that's how we get into relationships is all that excited energy, this desire, this unknown, this mystery person and you just want to you just want to know everything about them. But it but and something that I learned throughout life growing up was that it seems like it's a really big, important, big deal at first. And then you get in a relationship for a while and you realize that, oh, wow, everyone is What's kind of What's your favorite line? What's your favorite line? What is it? Oh, everyone's gross up close <laughs> is my favorite line. <laughs> no, yeah, no that's matter how amazing. perfect a situation seems that's outside of like maybe someone's relationship, like they know there's there's something they have to be conscious that that energy is coming because uh, humans thrive off of variety. So whenever yeah. something new is presented to us, Novelty. we we love to jump into that and invest. And that can be um, that kills really, relationships. That too. can be a really big problem for a lot of people to get through because it's really difficult when someone's so obsessed with someone different that's not you, and you're like, well, what the heck? I'm special too, right? And then, <laughs> yeah, what the yeah, heck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you. Have to, you have to learn to be conscious of those pitfalls. And, and mm, when okay. you, if you think that those things are like, well, this is better than my current partner, you will be very disappointed when later on that person will end up being the same thing as your partner. It's, called, yeah, right. it's also called serial monogamy. People do it all the time. I'm bored of this person. I want new relationship energy. I'm just going to end this relationship, start a new one, repeat the same pattern. And then once it gets boring again, they go on to someone else. Like, yeah. and, and It also causes affairs to happen too because people feel like they're not allowed and it, it becomes a, kind of a secretive thing and then it becomes exciting. And then 
then they want to do it. it makes them feel alive again and that's when people say like mm-hmm. I had no control over my body I felt like <laughs> I, I like because they've been suppressing so much for so long that once they yeah. allow themselves to go there it's like literally could be like a bla- blackout state like yeah, yeah. Some people, terrifying like, yeah. and then that thing ends up being the same thing they, they get into yeah because cycle, there's something else ca- called old relationship energy and that's something <laughs> that you'll never get from new relationships and energy. old relationship and energy is equally as awesome yeah it's, it's just, just a different, different. Yeah. it's annoying but also awesome <laughs> so um in this community has it ever been where you would date a boy and then tyler you would then date that boy as well like is it <gasps> like can that happen okay yes big time that's called a thruple or a triad yes <laughs> okay. and this is really like, common in in the in the open relationship or polyamory community okay like, that's what is, i wasn't sure more of, so like it, it's it only really happens in the queer community if you think about it because then you need at least one person to one be person bisexual to be, yeah. or yeah. unless everyone is like of the same sexual ori- orientation yeah so say okay for example say if i'm a straight person I can have a throuple situation if I'm with two men that are both um, queer. Yes, right? yes. Or there's there's also a V-type relationship, which means, say, I'm at the hub of the V, and I'm at the top, and then there's the two lines coming out, and they're separate. They, they, aren't, they, they don't interact. Never, yeah. No. Right. And so they're just two separate things there. But a throuple would be they all connect. Yeah, yeah, like a great TV show that represents this is She's Gotta Have It on Netflix. And oh, I haven't watched it and I want to watch it. It's Yeah, good. it's a fantastic show and it really changes the way like um, you think about relationships and as well yeah. as like TV in general. It's a really cool show. It's a really cool show. Whoa. Sure. The yeah. only like movie I've ever seen is that one with like Blake Lively. What's it called? Blake Lively oh, and, and Anna Kendrick. Two- no, no, no. Yeah, Anna Kendrick. No, she's not. You're not taking the right one. (laughs) And she's dating. She's dating the two men. Oh yeah. And then they they're all like in it. And I'm like, that is the most attractive thing I've ever seen. And it's like literally, I feel like it's my dream. Yeah. (laughs) But like, but see, that's interest. That would be interesting to them. Like the fact that you're saying Kayla's saying it's my dream, but she is like, but that's never gonna happen. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's interesting because Tyler and Marissa would say, well, if it's your dream, then Then why don't you do it? Then you need to have that discussion. And if you're holding back from something, now I'm the teacher, guys. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) if you're holding something back from what's your dream, then you know. Well, there's a difference between having a fantasy and having a something that you need to act upon. And you're allowed so, like, you are so allowed to have fantasies that you don't act upon. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. You know? I, I honestly can say I I could see myself being able to do this, but just really having to work on it. Because oh, it's, yeah, yeah. But to me, it's almost like I feel like I would be more jealous in what I'm in right now than if I were to just have a conversation with Chris and it be open because then I would just know everything and I would be fine with it. And like you mm-hmm. you said at near the beginning, like when Tyler would flirt with like a guy or a girl or whatever, you would find that attractive. I love, I've always had that in me where I'm like, I love when like, if girls or guys or whatever are hitting on Chris and Chris, like I love that and I'm not jealous whatsoever. So it's almost like as I'm like speaking out loud, I'm like, this seems silly to not do that because then all that's all this is adding is that I just get to we just get to talk about it rather than me have these thoughts in my head like would Chris ever be capable of cheating on me like I don't mm-hmm. know but I don't think he would but like you know what I mean but I also think that I'm it's easier just to say than do you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com.
You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. They've always said it's like something they have to work so hard at. Too. Yeah. You have to. It's like, oh, we said this the other day. It's like when you are in a relationship, it's like holding up a mirror to your uh, to yourself, right? Like you are dating yeah. your partner. But then when you if you open up your relationship, then you are holding a microscope to yourself because you have to face every insecurity that you yes. ever feel. And yeah. you know what? Like. I have learned more about myself in having these conversations with Marissa over the past like two years of that. And like, I, I am a completely different person because of having these conversations and I am taking control over this, this situation called love and this situation called relationships that we are all stressed about 24 seven, you know, don't lie and say that your friends don't ever just talk to you about like their crushes and their relationships. I just wish I had like what you have Stacey with Mark or like, you know, like, um, and it's like, we, we want, we all want love so badly. So why don't we just let ourselves do it? Because it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. The fact that you are also a, like a queer person as well is that's another thing that like for sure, like actually the listeners don't know this, but like I identify as a pansexual female. Yes. And so I <laughs> snap. And so that means I am attracted to a person of any gender or gender doesn't even come into play. Like I would yeah. date a female, I would date a male, but because I'm in a monogamous relationship with a male, I will never experience dating a female unless I change that agreement. Like, do you know what right. I mean? So, yeah. so, so if I was not in a monogamous relationship, I would be able to experience what I know that I would be interested in possibly or whatever. Yeah. Right. But I can't do that because of my agreement. And you guys have also said to me too, that like open relationships are not for everybody. And um, like monogamy is sometimes what the agreement is and that's okay if you're okay with it. But it's, I, I think it's very interesting as like a queer person, you are then able to be also open with that side of things too because you're not limited to one gender or whatever you want to call it kind of thing like yeah and like i'm like as i'm you're saying this like i'm like realizing so many things like people (laughs) who um say that they're bisexual like they just have to choose Mm-hmm. And they're in a monogamous relationship. Like they just have to choose, and like what they will never know that other side. And that, mm-hmm. like, I'm getting freaked out right now because I'm like, why? It, it, there's you're you're totally right. There's no way one person in this entire world can satisfy all of your needs. So no. so you're right about like it being a bit selfish. Like when I get mad at Chris because he's not doing something a certain way, someone else might be okay with that way. So mm-hmm. why am I like who am I to just try to change that? She's literally going through the same emotions that I know, but it's like- when I we we were all when we did a theater contract, we were like living in this house together yes. and like Marissa would come visit. And Kayla, I went through these emotions. I was getting like heated. I was like, what? like I was <laughs> questioning life. I was it like, because it's because total it's bre- sense. Yeah, and it's breaking down the foundation of everything you know about relationships and, right. and, and everything you which is tradition. Which is our whole entire universe. We are our relationships. Like maybe if you're if you were lucky you had a parents who are in a healthy relationship or a stable secure most relationship. of us yeah. that's not the case you know that's another thing too like what's the definition of a healthy relationship like who even knows right like mm-hmm. what could be healthy for one person could not be healthy for another Absolutely. so like that's yeah. another like trippy thing to think about like how do you ever learn unless you like figure out individually 
exactly what you want and what's going to work for you without worrying about what you should do because of what like society has taught you or whatever. Touching upon the queerness as well is that like that's something within our relationship that like Marissa has had to face a lot of like discrimination against like or oh, that I yes. guess I faced a lot of discrimination well, in the sense that yeah. people don't ever like I come across as a, a bit more effeminate and like queer sometimes and people think that um, sometimes <laughs> that it's, impo- it's impossible it's impossible that I could be in a relationship with a woman or that I can be bisexual and in a heterosexual relationship yeah so, like, so we'll, we'll give an example of like when we first started dating um I basically had almost everyone tell me you know Tyler's gay, right? Like, you know he's just using you as a beard, right? Which <laughs> is so silly. It's just yeah. so rude and insulting because I'm like, uh, you have no idea what goes on behind closed doors. So how can yeah. you comment on and that? And I've only ever been in <laughs> heterosexual relationships and I've been in like a couple long-term ones. And so for me, it's always like been like, yeah, well, that's what works for me. I'm like happy yeah. here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was so confusing when people were like, trying to tell me what I am or what I should be doing yeah, and yeah. what, what my, like, my relationship should look like. And, and I was, what I always hate is that people assume that if you are sexually attracted to more than one gender, that you are automatically promiscuous, promiscuous or that you like need to explore that. Why I don't like open relationships the way that we see it culturally is because I wish that we stopped using open as a sexually open and we yeah. started using open as an emotionally, um, mentally, m- like more open rather than yeah, just being exactly. like, I'm, I'm physically open. Like, no, yeah, I want yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. to be mentally and emotionally open for you guys. Is it a thing where you're like, yeah, we could get married one day or no, we will not. Oh, get for sure. Like that's, it's always a possibility. I just think that yeah. like, I don't think we know enough information uh, about the history of marriage to know what we're doing consciously. Yeah. Um, but I think that most people now redefine what marriage is as opposed to what it used to be in the past. Yeah. And like every single person in our family is divorced. Every single person. Right. So you're like, why would I, why would I try? Like, clearly it doesn't, like, does it work or what? Like, I don't know. When people, um, I I was just going to say, when people point like polyamory and go, well, that will never work. It's, it's so ironic. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's ironic. So ironic. <laughs> you're like, you're like, well, can you show so me proof that marriage works? Like, yeah. Does yeah. marriage work? Like, what is, yeah. clearly That's nothing so works. so funny. It Marissa is so follows funny. this hilarious page on Facebook called, like, Are the Straits Okay? Yeah. And it, like, and so many times it, like, posts about, like, monogamy and things like that where, like, it's, like, oh, if you ever talk to someone, like, I'm going to cut you and, like, get away from here and, like, or, like, or, like oh. I'll... <laughs> I'll, you're never allowed to come back into this house ever again. You know what I mean? And it's like when those, people like, go into relationships and they go, "Don't ever do this. I'll slit your throat. I'll kill you if you ever do this." <laughs> people do that though. You like you know you've heard people be like, "Oh, if he ever does this, I'm just gonna like or I would be, him. I would be like fuming. Yeah, I'll like, destroy him. Yeah, that yeah. Causes... You won't, you say that like she'll be yeah. like, oh, I'll kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, well, cause, that causes your partner then to think, "Well, I okay, then I could never tell her about actually this real thing exactly. that's happening yeah. because yeah. then I can't trust them." And so you've created an un safe space which yeah. actually deters it, it diminishes a relationship don't you think that she's going to be the best relationship ever? <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's your yeah and and it's really i know for the listeners you guys can't see them but it's like interesting watching the two of you as well because you can tell there's like so much love there for one another respect. and like back yeah respect in the way that Aww. you guys look at each other and like you're just you're <laughs> constantly trying to build each other up rather than like 
putting each other down, right? Well, and that's like, all we want in life, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we have our fair share of problems. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, we, we have problems. No, <laughs> it is the most fun thing. I have seen them in a fight, I'll say in quotations, and it is my, like, the best thing ever to watch because you know they'll be fine in, like, two seconds, but it's not like they don't argue like we do with, like, Chris no. and Mark. Like, I've be- fully seen them do it. Like, you guys get in, like, arguments, and it is so fun to watch and I know that sounds really weird for me to say to say it's fun to watch no I get it I love it but it it. is because you know they're gonna be fine like two seconds later and like okay the last (laughs) argument I saw them get in is Tyler I hope you guys are okay with me telling this but like it (laughs) sounds like because it sounds so funny but it was serious in the moment (laughs) he was upset that you were in bed you stayed in bed too long (laughs) so he was like you're always like he's like she's always laying under the covers and the pillows and it's just like too long and she needs to be like one with nature and i was like i hate nature and i like laying in the bed with the pillows and then marissa was like that's because you're a cancer. She's like, she's like, you're a crab, and the crabs like to have their shell that protects them, yes. and the blankets and the pillows. And I... But he was, you were so mad, Tyler. You're like, you are laying too long in the bed with the pillows. And then Marissa was like, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was like listening there. It's eating spaghetti. Being like, yes. this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, How did that like, work out? It's like one of our. It's still the biggest thing we argue about. Yeah, we, we are, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, no, we, we have like our biggest incompatibilities are like how we live, which is like, yeah, like why are we living together? I don't I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So um, the last thing that we want to do on this podcast because you guys are hilarious is tell us a confession if you listen to any of our episodes like we confess things too much mm-hmm. it's embarrassing it's like hilarious it's yeah. whatever so just say whatever you want um but yeah tell me your confessions whoever wants to start Go. well okay not really a confession but an embarrassing story ones that happened to me i thought um was i was in medicine hat with you we were in um and me uh, my friends Lawrence and Adam, who were a part of that contract, uh, yes. were in the hot tub hanging out after, mm-hmm. like, rehearsal one day. And, like, w- we were talking for, like, an hour in the hot tub. And, like, I could tell Lawrence was, like, start, like, gig- constantly, like, giggling at me or something. And I just thought, oh, I don't know. There- something must be weird. Like, I didn't think mm-hmm. too much about it. And, and then Lawrence about- is, like, this cool, like, British guy. He's, like, the Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, um, an hour into the, like, conversation, I, like, realized that I had the biggest booger, like, hanging out of my nose. <laughs> and is, like, none of them fear. told me. Like, for time. Okay. And I, and I would got so angry at them. I was like, wow, I love you guys, but if you ever do that to me again, yeah. we're done. <laughs> they need to tell. Because the person, as embarrassed as they might be in that moment, they will be so grateful that it's off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? <laughs> I, was, I was so embarrassed. I was sitting oh. here like... <gasps> How but dare isn't it so you? funny that it's like uh, like everyone's had that before? But like I feel like I would die. But why? Yeah. Why are we so embarrassed of that? Oh, I, I know. know. In the long it run, is. I don't care. We're best friends. Like I love them I so much. You know, constantly. I'm like looking. At, I'll be like, is there something in my nose? Like I'm constantly like, looking in the mirror, and like there's been times where I've like gone home and like there was something, and I was like, oh my god, remember? What? 
happened. Remember like, I told you, like, I always think there is. So I'm like always going like this and then I check and there never is. And then the one time I thought I was like, okay, it's just me being classic kill again, thinking there's something. So I didn't care. And then I went to the washroom and there was. And I'm like, this is terrible. So now like I'm just back at it. Like right now I feel like there's something in my yeah, nose. Yeah, I know. Like for sure. About. Like, okay, Marissa, what is yours? Okay. This so, is so good. Okay. Um, I have a poem. That I I had written for uh, a, a yearbook writer's craft anthology in grade twelve, um, and it's really dramatic, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's kind of iconic looking back as a nostalgic thing because I um I have like a um, nail biting disorder or a oh. finger biting disorder, and it, it's really difficult to deal with, and it's it's challenging. But I didn't really know about it when I was a kid too much, so I um I just like wrote these poems, and now looking back, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this poem is about my finger biting, and I pub- I published it, <laughs> and I had no idea that it was about that, but it's the most dramatic like. I, like, we read it back this year and we like you think, were dying. Yeah, you'd think I was the most emo kid in the entire world, but I was actually but it's literally like, about you biting your nails. It, yeah, but Marissa has to do a dramatic reading no, and then no, you'll get why this is so you'll embarrassing. You'll get why it's really funny. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, you have it. You have it. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, we're okay, gonna okay, read okay. every um, but the title of the poem is Tingling Fingers. SOS <laughs> Tingling Fingers. Okay. okay <laughs> so now yep. I'm like, oh, clearly something was subconsciously happening <laughs> that I have no It started clue dramatic already. Dr- dramatic reading. <clears throat> Fall and carry your weight upon your fingers. Let the pain linger. You'll feel the tingle under the gust of hot air that consumes your veins. Crawl. Stop laughing. Tyler's dying. It's so much. Okay, it gets worse. Crawl and carry your dead weight upon amongst your grip. Don't slip. Trip. Trip. Your blood drips through sweaty sips and dry lips. Your hands screw. It's so much. <clears throat> oh no, your hands scream in lacks, lack of oxygen, rip at the skin, you writhe in blood as your shins sin. On skin, how pain smiles at your torture. No cure. They depend <laughs> <laughs> They depend on your screams. So be quiet, but no pain is greater than your tingling fingers. <laughs> Oh my, God. my favorite line, guys, is my favorite line is no cure. No cure. No, no cure. cure. <laughs> like she like, was what? so upset about biting her fingernails. Like, she's like, but I had like I was on a huge kick in high school about wanting to sound like really deep. Like I just wanted to be like really mature and deep sounding. So I just yeah. wrote the most dramatic thing you'd ever like. What? Why did they come up with that? Like <laughs> throw, throw yourself at your demon. Blood <laughs> dripping on the floor. And I love that I know. so, so much. Okay, we have literally talked for almost like two hours, and our podcasts are forty five minutes. That's how <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. guys. Are. No, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so if people want to like follow you online, is that a thing? Like, can people like totally. follow you on Instagram or like, are you doing the TikToks these days or uh, what? Tell me. <laughs> no, I'm not on the TikTok, but you can follow me at Tyler Pierce on Instagram. That's T Y L E R P E A R S E. Um, and yeah, and yeah. That, my my account is like half blog. So if you wanted to like follow me and I, I speak a lot about like my views on love, but it's not in a very specifically non-monogamous lens. It's actually right. just in a very general, this is what I think love is all about lens. Um, and I'm Marissa Dashney, M-A-R-I-S-A, 
D-A-S-H-N-E-Y. And I also have a new Instagram that's in the works and it's for my business of like being a relationship coach and also for astrology stuff. Um, and that is on its way. So if you wanted to let people know when it does come out, it's, yes. at, it's at Clarity in Venus. Can oh, you nice. can people follow Clarity in Venus right now? Um, it's it's a private account right now, and I'm just working out the kinks, and I'm just pre- preparing it. And I have but a you could get some like up. follow requests. So for if anyone sure. wants to, do, if everyone wants to do like a pre follow request yes. for when Absolutely. it gets like like released, then they can do that. So that's totally good. yeah. That's totally oh my cool. gosh! Thank you so much yeah, for talking, Kayla. Didn't this you love so, that? Yeah, I could sit with you guys like literally for hours and just yeah ask a million questions. Yeah, I know. Guys, right? thank you for having us. Hey, okay, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being on our podcast. Okay, bye. We love you. Okay, love you. (laughs) Bye, guys. Come, sister. When you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out. Cause we loving what we do without a doubt. So we wanna thank you for taking the time, mo. So here we go, we busting, we busting around, mo. This is our podcast, we're here to stay. My name is Kayla, this is Stacey K. Okay, that, uh, I have to come, sister. Hey, hey, you there. Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind. We're not doing the rap anymore. Did here first. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Hey-ho.